have to go to the gym or I have to do some form of movement. If I don't get there, I don't necessarily beat myself up about it because life happens, as you know. And then once I've left the warehouse, I am phone is on do not disturb and I'm not allowed to answer customer emails or messages mm-hmm. or anything. Yeah. That used to not be the case. But we're at a stage where we're in a warehouse, business is out of my home and I can have the separation. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. All right, Balancers, today's guest is the founder and CEO of Amperna. She has over 10 years experience in skincare and holistic skin coaching and is passionate about helping everyone feel comfortable in their own skin. We met through an alliance uh, through ES Fit and Amperna, which was a really nice connection. And I'm really excited to chat and get to know you a little more. So Kiri, a warm welcome to the Balance Theory podcast. Thanks for having me. (laughs) It's a pleasure. Let's start with your journey to Amperna before we dive in and you share, I guess, the mission and values that underpin it today as it is. Talk to me a little bit about your journey to get there. I know you've got experience in uh, project management and uh, marketing, all these other types of skills. So walk us through because I know your story is quite an interesting one. Yes, it is very interesting. I never would have thought that all roads would leave me here. Um, So my background originally was visual arts. I studied visual arts and I realised very quickly that that wasn't going to pay the bills. So I did a little bit of a segue into graphic design. Uh, And once I'd studied graphic design, I went into packaging design because I really loved the structure of packages, but also the brand activations and the brand development side of starting a packaging design job and finalizing the project. And I've got about 20 years of experience in packaging design and that's sort of where I was before. It was a very cutthroat industry and there wasn't much balance. There were long hours, but I sort of realized that I didn't want to stay in there in that industry. And so I started Mm -hmm. doing like night courses and trying to develop other skills Uh, And so I did a marketing course, visual merchandising course. What else have I done? So many other things. Can I just pause you there? Sorry. Just, I want to just ask you about this moment in your life, because I know for a lot of people listening, they may feel they're stuck in industries or roles that they, you know, doesn't make their heart jump for joy. They are thinking, okay, well, what else can I do? And you just said, you just kind of opened up your mind and, and went and did other you you upskilled in other areas right how did you actually get to land on what to upskill in like did you follow something you had a passion in did you just keep it quite open because I think it's quite daunting to um, kind of accept that you want to be curious about other things but then also Mm. to know like what to do I think that's sometimes like not spoken about enough yeah so The challenge, firstly, when I got into packaging design was trying to find a career that you could make money in that was creative. So I knew that I wanted to do something creative. So I guess 
the way that I chose to upskill after hours and on weekends was trying to find things that linked to the industry I was in that had a relation to it, like marketing mm-hmm. or... Mm-hmm. Uh, like little tangents off what you were little doing. Little tangents off what I was doing, like um, Instagram management or sure. like I did more on photography or something like that. I guess it was courses that weren't too expensive that still broadened my horizons that would be of benefit, but there wasn't any pressure for me. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, there's already pressure. People may not want to be in the industry that they're in. Um, So you don't want to put undue pressure on yourself by doing something that you've got to get another degree in maybe. Mm, Yeah. It's not I think that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really interesting. Like often we think, okay, I want to just start a side hustle or follow this hobby or do that. And that seems quite onerous sometimes, but the simple uh, cue or just thought, I guess, of what can I upskill in and, and just potentially see where that goes. I think you lose nothing, right? You upskill, you may like it, you may not, but you learn something. And it's like you said, not necessarily a whole degree. So I think that's really interesting for anyone listening who feels a bit stuck, like maybe just thinking where can they upskill in um, like off the back of things they're already doing to just be a bit curious, I suppose. But sorry, go on. You were, you were about to share where that now led, led you to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, um, no dramas. So, um, yeah, so I've I've done project management. I started upskilling, doing different things, and I, of all things, became a marketing slash social media teacher part time after hours. And then I really realised I didn't want to be where I was, um, and my father started to get sick. So he started to be more difficult and he'd never looked after himself. And him being sick sort of coincided with me really not wanting to be in the industry that I was in. He went downhill very quickly. He separated from my mother and that was obviously stressful for him, but he'd been a a workaholic and he, mum was the stay-at-home mum, so he didn't know how to look after himself. And he didn't look after himself anyway. He smoked like a chimney. I, I used to say he ate butter on his, bread on his butter, sorry, other way around, <laughs> bread on his butter because he just, and like drank Coke and just really didn't look after himself. But he passed away, he got sick and passed away in a year and a half. And wow. my husband and I... Yeah. Um, Looking back, I can't actually, I don't actually know how I handled it. Clearly I didn't handle it because that's, that's why I was sick and that's why we're here today. But he, yeah, went downhill, passed away in a year and a half. And my husband and I, because he wasn't nice to people, everyone just washed their hands of him. So my husband and I were his sole carers. But of course, that was extremely stressful um I and imagine. i was already yeah i was already stressed with my not wanting to work in the industry that i was in and so it all sort of compounded i took medication that i wouldn't normally have taken if i wasn't looking after dad i had reactions to the medications that i was given part of the medication was for my stress the other part was for my skin because i have extremely sensitive skin and I, part of that medication was a, a steroid. So the stress, my hormones, the medications, basically 
at the same time my father went into hospital I went into hospital my dad didn't come out and I came out so yeah super stressful um I had severe pustular acne on the bottom of my face and in my CV there's a big gap of nine months because I actually had to take a career break and it's not like I wasn't looking after myself because like overall because Mm -hmm. I you know I was I'm a sporty person I like to eat well it's just that I shouldn't have stopped looking after myself Mm. whilst I looked after dad I just I I lost myself really yeah yeah Yeah. I think um and thank you so much for for diving deep and taking us through because it sounds like a really hard time in your life um so I'm really grateful you've opened up and shared that because I think a lot of people can relate not necessarily to exactly what you've been through but the feeling um and and the place where everything feels like it's going chaotic all at once and you feel like you're just losing control of all the balls of your life all at once. And you said something really interesting just then. You said, I shouldn't have stopped looking after myself when I was looking after my dad. And I think when it comes to the whole concept of life balance and a big like driving force behind this whole theory and this whole podcast is to arm people with this knowledge through experience, right? I mean, it's not something we're taught in school and we can't beat ourselves up for not knowing this stuff back on we we often learn this stuff through experience but uh in hindsight you know the balance theory says that you've got your health your relationships and then your category of fulfillment so in your case right Mm. you went all in on the area of your relationships you prioritized your family a family bond to protect and look after your father at the detriment of the other two areas you had to take a career break and obviously your health went on pause with that knowledge I mean I'm sure now you have a very different approach to how you do things and I'm excited to kind of chat to that as well but I think this offers a really beautiful reflection to other people who may be going through something really difficult right and I always say to people there's nothing wrong with feeling like you want to go in on all an area of your life completely you know whether that be you've got a new business and you just want to give it everything or you know you have a health problem and you need to run and protect that But the reality is, and I feel where we go wrong is we fall off balance, we fall off track when we completely neglect an area. So when we completely neglect our relationships or we completely neglect our health, it's often not worth us going all in on another area. We need to find a way to say, okay, what's the absolute bare minimum I can do for my health every day to just keep it active so I don't fall down that slippery slope. And I think in moments when we feel that chaos, it's probably because one of the areas of our life are being completely neglected Um, yeah so I just I guess I just wanted to off the back of your story share that because it aligns really nicely with what we talk about and I mean it's easy talking about it now I know it's a lot harder in practice when these things are happening um but it's 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 good point to reflect on you know for anyone going through that or just something to keep in the back pocket for a moment that may come up in your future um you know just always think what's the bare minimum I can do to keep my health or my priorities alive whilst I choose to make this other area a big priority or go all in on that. So talk to me about you've had this massive experience, this, I guess, life-changing experience for you. Did you then go back into your industry or what what was sort of next for you after that? Yeah, so um, after I was discharged from hospital, I stayed in hospital for a month. After I was discharged from hospital, I knew that I couldn't let myself get to that stage again and I also 
I knew that I didn't really want to go back into the industry that I wanted to go back uh, that I'd been in but I didn't actually know firstly I didn't know how I was going to get well again because I was offered more drugs and I'd already had side effects to drugs and I'm like no no more drugs and then I'm like well what are the principles of holistic wellness and so I really drilled down on those the process to holistic wellness for me um, included exercise eating really well I had severe leaky gut so I learned all about leaky gut the anti-inflammatory eating Um, did you work with like a naturopath or nutritionist or someone yep yeah so um, I saw a naturopath a nutritionist I saw multiple dermatologists until I found the dermatologist that wasn't trying to sell me the drugs, somebody mm-hmm. that was going to help me in hand with holistic practitioners to find me compounding things that I could use on my skin that were not going to, I wasn't going to react to. And I also saw an endocrinologist. So another big learning for me is that we're so anxious sometimes, you know, when we go through a crisis that we don't actually stop and pause and just think about a plan. So like you have this problem and I guess this is where my like project management skills come into it. (laughs) You have a problem and you need to do A, B, C, D and then they might inform you on E and then that plan will in turn get you somewhere and then you'll feel less anxious because you've got a plan to move forward. Mm. Um, The endocrinologist was really amazing because obviously I knew I was stressed. Stress affects your hormones, which in turn affects your gut health, which in turn affects your skin. But I had no idea how high my cortisol levels were until I actually spoke to an endocrinologist who did multiple blood tests for me. Your cortisol levels are supposed to be in the hundreds. They're supposed to get you up in the morning. They're supposed to get you away from a bus. Mine were like in that, like seven or eight thousands. They'd been climbing. They'd been compounding for a whole year and a half, that year and a half that I'd looked after dad. No wonder I almost died. Like Mm. that's just not right. So after I was well again, I'm like, well, I'll go back to work in that same industry, but I'll do it part-time like that's and I'll rely on, again, Wesley, my partner who is also in the business now, but he was a programmer in IT at the time and his salary was okay. So I sort of worked part-time and then... I was just reading books and trying to do more um, like night courses and then eventually I'm like, well, I, I helped myself. There's something in this. I want to help more people. What can I do? And so I guess I remember I, re- I think I re- read a research journal and I, I don't even like it's like a light. A light went off and I'm like, actually, you know what? There's nothing quite like this, is there? I need to help people holistically with their skin because there's no one there to help people with a logical plan with the right products for people with reactive skin that is affordable and I knew it had to be anti-inflammatory and I knew it had to be something to do with the gut. 
So I decided I was going to start my own business. <laughs> Just like that, hey? <laughs> well, I mean, there's a bit more to it than that. Of course, of like... course, I'm joking. <laughs> But yeah, just like that. Yeah. So I, I told Wesley, my, my husband, and he was like, mm, yeah, businesses are a lot of work. You've only just been sick. I don't know about this. Come back to me. But yeah, the, I, I eventually, we, you know, I put it together, a business plan. He's a numbers person. And I came up with the idea of a topical probiotic skincare company that focuses on holistic wellness that also has a coaching arm because I found a topical probiotic ingredient in a research journal and that 100% aligned with my holistic journey that focused on gut health. Picture this. It's Monday morning, you're waking up feeling refreshed from your weekend and energetic for the busy day ahead. You have things you've already mentally noted you want to achieve, but then it happens. You log on and your attention is distracted and taken by your flooded Outlook inbox, your scheduled meetings and other people's urgent requests. And there it goes. Another day passes where you spent time doing stuff, but didn't really feel like you achieved much at all. If productivity and efficiency is a goal of yours in 2023, I've got your answer. Sunsama is an online daily planner made for focus and intention. It integrates with all the apps you use every day for work, like Outlook, Slack, Gmail, and more, making everything accessible and integrated so it's manageable in one place. You guys know that I'm Time Blocking's number one fan, and this is super easy to do on the app. You just have to log in and input the tasks you want to do in the morning and how long they'll take, and your day is mapped out for you. It has countdowns and reminders to keep you on track, and my absolute favorite feature is the shutdown nudge, which you set for when you would like to finish the day so that you can keep balance as a priority as well. Go to sinsama.com slash a slash Erica, that's Erica with a K, and you can access all of these for free for the first two weeks, and you don't even have to put your credit card details in. That's sinsama.com slash a slash Erica. Now let's get back to the episode. This is awesome because I think... um. And I always love diving deep and understanding founders' struggles and then how they've built a product or service off the back of that. And it's just such a genuine infusion of of something they've found useful that they want to share with other people. So I really love like getting to the bottom of what that is because it makes for such an authentic brand. And I love what you've done with Amperno. And I think just even this discussion is um, such a nice reminder that when we talk about having healthy skin, right, it's not just, of course, like what you're putting on your skin is is very, very important. But there's so many layers underneath that because you could be using the best quality products, but if you're not managing your stress or like you said, like being proactive with knowing where your cortisol's at, um, having plans for stressful times and chaos, you know, having that understanding of what balance looks like, your hormones could be out of whack, which could be flaring up your skin, and it's almost like you really got to do like the deep layered work in combination with everything else, with the food and the sleep and all that. And it's nice and quite refreshing, actually. I don't know about everyone listening, but to hear a business owner in the skincare industry not saying that, you know, this this skincare is going to fix all your problems. It's a part of this journey. Um, and obviously you've created quite a niche product for people that have sensitive skin um, and it's been researched and backed. Um, but but I appreciate that you're talking about it as a key player in the ecosystem of holistic skincare, which which really just looks at all the areas of your life. So I mean that's awesome. I 
I'm really grateful you've, you know, kind of followed that calling. You pushed through the numbers stuff and, and you, you did something different because I know a lot of people would probably have that calling and maybe not follow it and then we'd be without businesses like yours so I think um hat off to you and you should be very proud of of what you've created um and it's led us to I guess having this conversation today we've we've spoken a bit about I guess and correct me if I'm wrong would you say that what you've shared has probably been the toughest challenge you've had to overcome with respect to your life balance or is there something else that comes to mind Uh, I definitely when I'm stressed well I, I Again, the pillars come into play about managing my day and I guess we'll get into that. But um, when I have a stressful moment or I get that email that I don't want to read at 9am in the morning, um, I think to myself that I most probably can pretty much 99% say that I will never be back there. So I guess I Mm -hmm. put it into perspective that way. Yes, it's been the biggest challenge for me health-wise. A big challenge was starting a product-based business when I had no idea about to have how to start a product-based business. Obviously, I'm not a chemist. So my husband was like, yeah, you want to, great, you want to make skincare products, but how do we do that? And I'm like, well, <laughs> they have to be unique. I have to have a chemist. So that's, I guess... Another challenge was starting the business. Another big challenge for me was actually having the business in my home. So we started the brand, like the brand launched in 2018 and it was after five years of research and development. And true, I probably, if I didn't have to work part-time or freelance on the side, I could have maybe done it a bit quick more quickly Um, but we did want thorough testing and we wanted all the research and I wanted to dot my I's and cross my T's because of course it is a topical skincare product we started in our two-bedroom apartment in the second bedroom that was very small and my husband was working full-time I was working part-time we were both working before hours at lunchtime and after hours on this business and I guess that's the other challenge having a business in your home and then having that business like this because it's stock based right during COVID we were together working in this one room with like boxes of stock and I had to pack orders on the boxes and then turn around and (laughs) work on the computer and it was a very small room with two adults and one cat trying to ruin all the boxes (laughs) and we moved during COVID Thankfully, the the rents were a bit more palatable to a larger four-storey house so that we could have two levels for the business and two levels for home. So the stock, we then got stock room. But that next challenge brought in the next problem, which was I think a lot about things and the work-life balance or the balance, I guess, at some times I lost it because I was thinking about what I needed to do. I'd wake up and there were not enough boundaries in place and 
I would just come downstairs and I couldn't sleep, so I most well work. And then mm. the hours got longer and longer and longer. So that's that's the other challenge. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think um, I think it's very. I think we should normalize the idea that challenges are almost just like the next step to the next level, right? Like it's it's mm. a life without challenges for me is like no growth, right? And I know they're tough in the moment, but we always look back and go, "That was pivot moment," or "That was you know step on to the next." I think when it comes to life balance, and it's so funny, like when I when I introduce myself to people and I tell them a bit about the podcast, I mean. I am not this balance guru, right? And balance is one of those things that you don't find and you have it forever because life happens. And I mean, you know that well and truly firsthand. Life happens. Uh, It's about, I think, more bringing that awareness to when it's happening. So for a really good example, um, I I generally have quite a tight, rigid morning routine, right? I like to meditate, exercise, eat all before I even check my social media and jump on my laptop last week I haven't meditated um, I ha- and I've definitely felt that. I've felt the, the lack of it throughout my day. And what I'm trying to say is that I think you, ha- you can have this ideal of balance. Sometimes life happens for whatever reason, whatever else you've got going on in your life. And it's just about bringing that awareness and saying, okay, how can we rejig? Like what areas do I need to create tighter boundaries on or give more attention to um, rather than kind of beat ourselves up that we've lost this balance along the way it's just about that gentle nudge like knowing what direction to head in and knowing kind of what your ideal looks like so that you Mm. can pivot and 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 go back into it but in terms of in general generally speaking how is it that you kind of now manage work and life I mean I know that feeling of having a business inside your house it's always there Um, it's Mm. kind of like everyone when they were working from home right the separation wasn't really there. It's like there was this always on culture and I can definitely relate with having a business in the second bedroom. Um, So uh, how do you, I guess, now go about managing work and life? Do you have uh, clear boundaries that you live by, any like techniques or tips that you use to help you plan out your day? I'd I'd love to just know a bit about that. Yeah. um, So we've moved to a warehouse, which has made it slightly easier However, before and still, I do still utilise because I realised it was becoming this huge big problem and I guess, like you say, you you don't need to beat yourself up about it. You just need to think about how you can refine. So I did segment my day beforehand but the rules became stricter. So like you, I like to get up go for a walk at 5.15 or 5.30 in the morning because the sun's just coming up and I find that's my meditation. Like I'm beautiful. the rule is it's lovely. The rule is that I can't have my phone on. Like it's Mm -hmm. gone do not disturb because I might want to take a video of the sunrise or something like that, but I'm not allowed to check any emails or whatever. Yes. The start of the day, I segment my day into admin and staff issues and like expanding the business. Then I definitely have to have food. I have to have breakfast, lunch and dinner because my blood sugars like go all over the place. And um, (laughs) great reminder last week, I half fainted and half fell over because Kiri didn't have lunch at 12 noon. So... (laughs) Your your body will remind you. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And then second half of the day is coaching. 
Um, so as I mentioned, I do holistic coaching calls and I point people in the right direction for the specialists that we have on hand that they may need to see, like, again, endocrinologists, naturopaths, nutritionists, or allergy specialists, for example. Uh, and then I have to go to the gym or I have to do some form of movement. If I don't get there, I don't necessarily beat myself up about it because life happens, as you know. And then once I've left the warehouse, I am, phone is on do not disturb and I'm not allowed to answer customer emails or messages or anything. That used to not be the case, but we're at a stage where we're in a warehouse, business is out of my home and I can have the separation. It was, I must admit it was harder in startup and, but I guess the teething around switching off has stopped yeah yeah for sure and and I definitely relate with the do not disturb for me I I mean I am better at it sometimes depending but I really try like even now I've still got it on from this morning because I've got kind of back-to-back meetings so I think just using that to not distract yourself like and don't get me wrong with the temptation is still there I want to jump on and see how like my videos from last night went or you know what emails I've gone through the door like it's very tempting but I think it's just a um, a good way to remove the the distraction in a way. I, I'm not sure if you use anything like uh, time blocking, but it kind of sounds like, you know, when you block your day into say admin and customer and then coaching, you're, you're segmenting your time, right? You're, you're creating an intention around the blocks you use in your time. I personally use this like online planner called Sinsama, which basically I just put in like all my tasks I need to do how long they're going to take and then it just blocks it out and kind of has alarms and stuff. So, I mean, like whatever you use, I think as long as you have, like, and when I say you, um, you know, everyone listening, as long as you have some things that help you stay in control of your time, I think that's the biggest thing because when we don't have those parameters, we just get lost in what we're doing or what other people want us to do, especially if you're working for somebody else. And that's where I think our balance can really get overpowered by our work or our fulfillment. So really important to just have some small tools at your disposal, whether it is time blocking, whether it is um, do not disturb or just having intention behind your time, I think is a great way to do that. And then, of course, when things you know fall off the rails, just bringing that awareness gently back to what you can do to, to rejig it. So um, I definitely relate to everything you've shared today. Uh, I know a lot of the listeners would have really resonated with your journey and a lot of the things you opened up about. So I'm very grateful that you've come on today. You've also kindly offered uh, a very generous discount of 20% off your store. So the code is balance 20. I'm going to put a link to the store in the show notes below, as well as to the Instagram. Um, I know Kiri, you're very um, open and always ready for a chat. So I'm sure if anyone wants to reach out, I'll pop in your personal as well. Um, But thank you so, so much for your time. And uh, I look forward to seeing Amperna continue to grow and, and, you know, where the next five years takes you as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me uh, today. And, um, yeah, um, I look forward to talking to anyone. I'm here for holistic help or to point you in the right direction if you're finding issues. Amazing. Well, thank you again and we'll chat soon. Okay. Awesome. Thanks.